Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. Save big money on your outdoor project now at Menards. We have everything you need to keep your outdoor power equipment running smooth so you can keep that lawn in tip-top shape or enjoy some time on your boat. Right now, all FVP, lawn and garden, and marine batteries are on sale through May 5th. Check out our entire selection of FVP batteries today and view our weekly flyer on Menards.com for more great deals. Save big money at Dispensing cannabis business knowledge beyond a million square feet of cultivation space, CannabisRadio.com proudly presents Blunt Business, harvested by Strainwise Consulting. Together, we will navigate the challenges and opportunities of one of the most profitable industries on earth. Join us each episode to hear our weekly roundtables and interviews with industry professionals. Now, let's delve into some blunt business with your host, Sean Eubanks. Thanks for joining us and welcome to Blunt Business. I'm your host, Sean Eubanks, Vice President of Business Development for Streamwise Consulting. And on our show today, we have Stormy Simon, who joined Overstock.com in 2001 during the formative years of e-commerce when the company's revenue was less than 20 million and employees numbered under 100. During her tenure, Overstock became a top 25 e-teller by traffic and grew to nearly 2 billion in revenue. Stormy was promoted to VP of Branding in 2004 after writing and producing the iconic Discover the Secret of the Big O campaign, which contributed to Overstock becoming a household name. In summer of 2016, she stepped down as president of Overstock to explore the emerging American cannabis industry. She is on the advisory board for Kind and Canna Kids and is also on the board of directors for High Times. She travels the United States speaking at events with a goal of advocating for cannabis as a medicinal plant. Stormy Simon, welcome to the show. Thank you so much. Yeah, you're so accomplished. It's really just uh, an honor to have you on and, and uh, such an, an incredible achievement that you that you did. Just, uh, you're just following your career through Overstock is wonderful. And uh, now you are one of um, a few people who are just incredibly talented, pushing their way into the uh, marijuana industry. And we're so lucky and so glad to have you. Well, I appreciate it. It was def- and thank you for your kind words. It was definitely a big jump. Very, very different. But thank so you. So, what led you? Uh, yeah, yeah. What led you here, Stormy? What What made you decide in the in the summer of 2016 uh, that you would leave kind of the security of that and jump into this new industry? Well, it wasn't a decision I made lightly. I had thought about it for quite some time, and it followed Colorado and the movements they had been making. And when they went recreational in 2014, under such uh, established guidelines, you know, they really walked the walk and data started coming out and scientific research started coming out. And I found myself pretty passionate about what was happening there. Not that I wasn't passionate about Overstock. I loved it, but I had been there for 15 years and it was just a time to go and try something new. And I really do think that the legalization and the evolution of the plant is we're writing history as it progressive forward. So there's so many unknowns, but uh, so much opportunity and, you know, those unknowns can be the greatest unknowns too. And all of that contributed, the excitement of it all. Well, yeah, and you're moving so quickly through the industry as well. You're you're on the advisory board for Kind. What led you to that and 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 um and, and that uh, that opportunity there? Well, I was lucky enough to have a 
few connections within the industry, and I met David Dinenberg, who's the CEO and founder, you know, a few months after I started stomping around, you know, the shows and whatnot. And we got along really well, and I think his vision and just taking on the hurdle of beginning to address the financial regulatory issues within cannabis as a business and the amount of cash that people are having to deal with when you think of Colorado doing a billion dollars in plant sales or edible sales, that's a billion dollars in cash. And, and so to take that on is a big deal, and there's a lot of hurdles there because of so many unknowns. Well, and when you when you think about how your skill set uh, tra- translates into the cannabis industry, are, are you hoping for um, federal legalization, or do you have a sort of a plan of attack of how you want to be involved in exactly what you want to do on the day-to-day basis until that happens? Yeah. I think, you know, my skill set as far as e-commerce goes, you know, if these brands develop and people aggregate – there'll be more of a need for that e-commerce and a technical build and a platform as they get bigger and bigger and bigger. In the meantime, the innovative piece of what I did at Overstock is where I think the industry is now, where because there's no federal regulations, you've got to be really creative on how you create partnerships and potentially future partnerships because right now you're just state, you know, state of the state union. And so to think about what the future is in six months, it's a very strategic position to be in. And that's where I think my skill set is now with cannabis. You need to create something that isn't confined with the, the laws of government. And it's really about going to come, the federal regulation, all of that will come. But in the meantime, each one of us has something really great we can do or participate in. Yeah, and, and you I, are... I kind of, you know, I don't think it has to be rushed because of the federal government. So it's a necessary thing that has to happen. It's a necessary, almost evil. But, uh, you know, I don't feel like there needs to be a rush. Well, and speaking of regulation... I'm sorry to interrupt you. Uh, speaking of regulation, when you are looking at the state of California, right, it can you could spend the next 20 years just developing businesses just eight. Um, but hopefully federal regulation happens, uh, federal legalization happens before that. But do you see the political landscape and the regula- regulatory onerous? I mean, the, 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 where I'm going with this is that uh, of an ounce, it's around $152 in Los Angeles. And that is lightening up and sort of what's, what's your hope there for California in the in the short term? Well, the history will have to be written, but what I want to be a really hard couple of years as businesses who have been operating successfully have to implement or are rolling out. Not everybody who's operating will get a license, so people will close down. And we'll see what the competitive landscape looks like once that settles, the supply and demand, because I, there's no, there's a bad crop of someone that supplies you, you may just be out that week or Whatever happens, it affects the price. Um, so that's going to add. It will probably, just the way California is by nature, be a little bit more than the other states. But hyper-demand time, because it's a very exciting time with them going wreck this year. Do you ever consider both sides, both markets, meaning the black and the regulated market, and how they compete and um, how to essentially in the black market through affordable marijuana for the everyday Joe and and, and until it is affordable and $150 an eighth is about twice or even on the black market. Um, do you view it that way or are you, are you kind of focused on it? Because I know this is such a unique thing, right? Cannabis is unbelievable. Even talk about overall consumption levels, but we're all reaching for data to try to find out how to serve the market and one of the black market still today. And I think a lot of that is price driven. Definitely. Well, I think I was reading about where they thought California would land, and I think I read that 30%, they believe 30% of people who buy marijuana will continue to buy from the black market. 
Now, that didn't throw in because it will be less. I said that's about what they think the black market will maintain. I think it will take generally operating there now may not get a license to participate in a legalized market. But it's their income. It's, you know, it's how they survive. It's what they've built their living doing, even though it's illegal. Um, but I do think if the prices stay that high, that's a great point that the black market will continue to thrive in some way. Well, so that have- means within the state of California where you're still transporting the same amount across the United States to New York. I don't know. Okay, so Stormy, you absolutely have the executive chops, if you will, to you could be running the state of California cannabis industry. Uh, no one would think twice about that. Um, just growers uh, in Mendocino, northern part of the of, of the uh, of the state, that um, you know, and you've got a, maybe a fraction of that. Five percent of those are applying for legal licenses. You you would want to bring those guys on, right? Would you, if you could wave your magic wand, would it be to uh, make it almost, uh, you know, almost free to get them into the regulated market uh, versus you know a twenty five thousand dollar application fee and all the all the fees they have to pay? Would you be trying to focus on bringing all those guys out of the shadows first, bringing them along in a regulated market, or would you kind of approach it? Uh, in sort of a draconian way of, hey, you get your license or you're out, um, because those 15,000 growers up north, um, if 5% of them are are legal, the I mean, you just, you can't pretend. Well, I definitely think we have to embrace them. It would be great to bring them in without fear and consequence. I do these as anyone else, and if they're successful growers, they should be able to afford it. Um, yeah. and, and chosen not based on the fact that they've been in the industry and may be great agriculturalists, but based on the fact that, well, I guess that's a two, I guess it is both ways. You know, you bring them in based on the fact of their knowledge of the industry and what they produce. How good is their agriculture? Is it something that can easily, can they easily comply with the state laws? in the same amount of time frame as everybody else. I do think that the rules should be the same other than they should be brought in without consequence. Well, I, I would venture to say, and, and I've been, uh, I've spoken in, in, in California, top to bottom in the state, we do a lot of work out there, but we do a lot of work in every regulated cannabis market. And I, I would, I would just, I'm definitely a fan of regulating California differently. It is it is it has a unique cannabis culture that the rest of the country simply uh, doesn't share. And so I would, if I could wave my magic wand, it would be to bring all of those people into the regulated market, understanding that your biggest competitor is the black market and honoring the legacy of them and and the culture of marijuana, saying that these guys have been in the black market for you know, some of them for generations. And so they, they're not going to just have business acumen overnight. And I really, I know there's a lot of focus on um, social equity programs and getting people to own a dispensary, but I would love for them to uh, extend an olive branch out to these growers. And I understand in fairness that everyone needs to pay and things like that. But I, if I was running California, it would be in a situation where I would treat it completely different with a goal of simply, you know, it's revenue based too, right? Everybody wins. If we can get all of those people into the regulated market, you're going to have a situation where they're going to be needing other services. They're going to buoy ancillary services. Lawyers are going to make a lot more money uh, than they already are making. Consultants are going to do well. Everybody that's along the supply chain will do well. But I think you're going to have a lot of people that simply sit out, and I think California is going to miss out on so much revenue. I completely agree with that. I do. And such an interesting point. Thanks for a second. Stormy, I don't mean to interrupt, but we do need to take a quick break. When we come back, we'll be rejoined by Stormy Simon, who was the uh, president of Overstock.com and uh, the... Um, writer and producer of the iconic Discover the Secret of the Big O campaign. Don't go away. We'll be right back. Rolling into some sponsors, but we'll be right back with more Blunt Business. 
Introducing 420 Cloud, ignited by MSIG, one of the fastest-growing social apps around. The only app you'll need for all things cannabis. Find the latest cannabis news, videos, and stories, ranging from business and tech to sports and medicine. Start your career in cannabis by seeking, identifying, and applying for jobs through our expansive listings. For businesses, 420cloud.com features a full-scale cross-channel network, monetizing high traffic for big data conversion and analytics. Download 420 Cloud now from the iTunes Store or Google Play. MSIG.com is a publicly listed company on the OTC. Symbol MCIG. At Alternative Vibes, our core values of quality, loyalty, respect, and honesty guides us in our mission to help families find peace and harmony through our products and services. Whether you are looking for a more natural way of living, shopping essential oils, topicals, and edibles, or searching for a path towards achieving your goals, we are your choice. Learn more about our complete line of natural products and solutions at AlternativeVibes.com. Bringing quality of living to life. AlternativeVibes.com. Oh, let the marijuana llama tell you something now About a game for your phone gonna make you say wow The game's about the game of growing cannabis for cash Grow the seeds, sell the bud, put the savings in the stash Little by little your empire grows large Put the big celebrities inside your entourage You can choose to play with Snoop or me or Chichin Chong Cypress Hill, Willie Nelson, Wiz Khalifa with a bong The name of the game is Himping, that's the point Download and play while you light yourself a joint the business of cannabis should be no crime. Hemp Inc. is even hot-proofed by the man who run high times. Oh, yeah. Get it on Android and I and iOS today. Marijuana Llama out. Got to tend to me on crops, you know. Money don't make itself. Hemp Inc. Look at how people are transforming cannabis from the shadows of the black market into a cash crop that draws in cannabis from Hollywood to Wall Street. Lewis Goldberg and Ann Donahue prove the green rush is real. Wednesdays on demand, only on CannabisRadio.com. I hope you didn't forget about us because we're back with Blunt Business on CannabisRadio.com. Welcome back to Blunt Business. I'm your host, Sean Eubanks, Vice President of Business Development for Streamwise Consulting. And on our show today, we have been talking to the iconic Stormy Simon, who joined Overstock.com in 2001 when it was merely a $20 million company. By the time she left, it was $2 billion in revenue. And she is most known as for writing and producing the iconic Discover the Secret of the Big O campaign. Stormy Simon, welcome back. Thank you. Stormy, I'm nervous today. You're one of my dis- most distinguished guests I've ever had on this show. I'm just, I got to admit, I'm nervous. Really? <laughs> a little bit. I'm nervous bit, too. Sure. I'm nervous too. Well, you're doing great. You're doing great. Okay, so on to um, some other stuff you're doing. You are on the advisory board for Canna Kids, Tracy Ryan's foundation out of Los Angeles. Talk to me a little bit about that. Uh, well, it's it's not a foundation; it's an organization. And Canna Kids was founded stemming from Tracy's daughter's illness, and the foundation Saving Sophie, which is nonprofit. And Canna Kids is a for-profit brand operating in California, and it's really dedicated to managing pain, uh, sickness, nausea associated with children's illnesses, but really everyone. But it was yeah, built I'm, on the fact that Sophie has a tumor uh, that will grow as long as she keeps growing. And so she is on chemo and many traditional Western medicines, and they complement that with cannabis. Yeah, and cr- congratulations to you. What an outstanding addition uh, for Tracy's organization and for you to be on there kudos to you um i love i always want to ask people how did you get in industry what 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 led you here and it's always a special cause and it's really uh, one of my favorite things to do is just sort of hear those stories um sophie's story is is phenomenal i've had a chance to meet tracy a couple of times and she uh she's going around i mean they're they're uh she's got such an organized organized uh, company, she's doing so well, and she goes out there and sticks to the plan. and And uh, her story is incredible as far as the courage and all of the scrutiny that she was under um, trying to treat her doctor, uh, her daughter. Um, it's such a gut wrenching story, um, inspirational for sure. But to to see somebody like Tracy have to um, second guess um, what medical doctors were telling her, very very intelligent, very accomplished, successful Western medicine. 
um, advocates, but she had to disagree with that and, and sort of take some chances. And here she's, you know, got Sophie. She's trying to save her daughter's life. Um, it's working. She's got a tremendous story. And then she's able and has a wherewithal to flip it over into an organization that's absolutely about helping kids. Yeah, and it's any parent. You know, Tracy is one who's strong enough to speak for many parents. And I think that's what makes her so amazing and her husband Josh is they you know they want to pull the wagon they're going to take this all the way up the hill no matter how hard they have to pull or fight and it's that kind of determination that's needed when you talk about kids and cannabis and to think of being that parent who is also broken because your child is ill you know, to dig in and find that additional strength to fight for everyone is really special. And it is, it's an honor to be on our team. Cannakids.com and savingsophie.org. It looks like they've picked up that URL as well, cannakids.org. It kind of leads you to the same oh. spot. Yeah. Well, there you go. It might be pointing to it, but yeah, thank you for clarification. And then, yeah, and on the bottom there in the middle is Sophie's story for sure. Um, yeah. So what are you doing uh, actively with, with the organization? Well, right now, while she's in her growth, uh, we're definitely doing awareness, and she's in a really interesting spot of building. She spends a lot of her time working with doctors overseas and really focused on research. So as California is undergoing, you know, the next step in its legalization process, very attentive on that. And that's about where the state of it is right now. Excellent. And if there's ever an organization, you know, that could benefit from, uh, you know, federal legalization, I, I, I'd imagine, because this is just a great place to start. Um, you know, you've got about 6 million kids per day are taking uh, Ritalin, you've got antidepressants, you've got uh, just well-documented cases of opioid consumption that affects nearly every, if not every single household in the country. But what a, what a wonderfully laid out organization that, you know, if say someone in a Texas or, uh, you know, uh, Florida, even or, or or Georgia, or some some state that just is, is struggling with their program. You know, you've got a kid that can reach out directly to Tracy Ryan. So, if there was ever a reason for federal legalization, it would be so that she could ship her products across the country. That's that's right, and I'm glad you brought that up because they do have nurses that are available to talk to people or educate people in similar situations in states that are illegal. So you do have a resource to get educated and learn a little more before your state. Yeah, and I hope people, laws. I hope people do that. And I hope they go to her site and they follow her because there's a lot of uh, it's science based. When you start to realize what they're doing and how they're developing these tinctures and and everything that goes into it, there's so much research and. And, uh, you know, one of the other things people don't probably understand is when they're first looking at cannabis is, you know, without federal legalization, you don't have the access to clinical trials. So unfortunately or fortunately, however you look at it, you have people having to conduct these clinical trials on their own in their homes and unfortunately sometimes with their kids. Yeah, and I semi-regretted saying federal legalization you know, should be postponed, that we're in no hurry for it, because those are the reasons we are in a hurry for it, is to give it the credibility that those who aren't actively in the community and actively educating themselves about the plant, to give them the comfort that they need to get behind it and start making their own decisions regarding their medicine and their lives. So you are, um, I'm looking at your bio here, Stormy, and I'm like, this is five people's lifetimes. How did you squeeze all this in? You are, you are now, so you were named a power player by NRF's 2016, the list of people shaping retail's future. Uh, you were awarded the top innovator by Utah Women in Tech Awards, but it doesn't stop there. You're on John Huntsman's gubernatorial committee of economic development, uh, an advisor of the Boys and Girls Club. Um, you know, so, I mean, you've got so many angles with this. I mean, are, are, are people kind of beating down your door to get you involved in their cannabis organizations to, to sort of spearhead either lobbying efforts or, I mean, what is, what is the main demand for your services right now that you're seeing? Really strategic development, I think. You know, just some guidance on next steps when building a big business or when your goal is to build a big business. Uh, that's 
that's really what in the cannabis community I get called on, you know, and then just um, meetings to kind of endorse the efforts politically. Uh, so a little bit there, definitely a little on the strategic sides of the business, which is why these boards are so great, um, especially for me right now where I'm not really ready to decide if I want to do my own thing. Um, and then I always play in e-commerce, Sean. I don't, I always have my hand in some sort of traditional e-commerce retail consulting. So that, you know, I definitely always want to keep that as a strong, you know, powered tool in my tool belt. Have you considered, Stormy, venturing into the CBD side of things as far as e-commerce, much more um, uh, in a different, different environment altogether, um, a lot of traction, a lot of shipments going on across the country, production in multiple states. Um, it seems like an easy way to get involved. It wouldn't translate directly into um, can of kids and what Tracy Ryan's doing because everybody understands the entourage effects and, and how THC is necessary for those specific blends. But as far as general wellness and maybe your services, most importantly, um, for changing an industry, uh, the CBD market is starting to take off. There are a bunch of uh, white label companies and and um, and producers of it. Um, but that seems like something where your services could be uh, invaluable right away. Yeah, and it's funny you bring it up. It's up. It's something that I'm looking into right now is looking into that. And I really felt before pulling a trigger in any direction in this industry, once I jumped in, I thought that's what I would do. I thought I would pull a trigger and I thought I knew what I wanted to do. But once you jump in and, and learn about all the passionate businesses that are coming up around it, learn a little bit more about the plant and then a little bit more into the rabbit hole, all about the amazing things this plant can do, CBD is definitely... You know, even as much attention as it's getting today, the education behind it really hasn't come out about its safety and why it's so good for you and helpful for your system. So I think that that's something, you know, that's definitely part of the story to tell. Yeah, I love the CBD side of things. I've got friends uh, all over the country that are, um, they're finding CBD. They're finding ways to do it. There are a lot of vape stores and and uh, shops that carry this. And and you know, I'm like, hey, if you like that version of CBD, uh, wait until you have the real thing. Wait until you have a full spectrum plant or an isolate that's done well, that's mixed in. I mean, there's a lot of progress being made, but there are fans of CBD all over the country, and these are athletes. These are people who are in Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu who are using it for recovery. I mean, they're already they're not having to be educated. They're already using it and seeking it out. And Stormy, they're vaping it a lot of times, but there are some uh, emulsifiers and some some technology out there to um, some water-based stuff that or water-soluble things that are absolutely almost as effective as a vape, and certainly um, less obvious, more discreet. But CBD seems to be have have this um, this surge of of. Um, grassroots support, uh, if you will, that, that that is kind of almost unstoppable. I, I think everybody uh, knows someone who's who's actively taking CBD, legal or not. Absolutely, and the reason these athletes and jujitsu folks and people who have you know uh, pushed their body to the limit are seeking it out is because their body needs something more. They don't want to take opiates. They don't want to take aspirin every day. They want something that's more natural. And so they are seeking it out. There's now a potential alternative to all of those things. And those of us, that have, those of us, as if I've been an extreme athlete, trust me, I'm not even close. <laughs> those of them who have done that, you know, they do need it. And I think Absolutely. it's a one, it's a great message, but that's why they're leading the charge. They, their bodies, there's aches and pains going on. We can't even think about Oh, absolutely, absolutely. I had a, uh, a friend who uh, was an offensive lineman, University of Texas, and I, I played college ball as a, for one year, small school, nothing like the University of Texas. And one of the things I didn't understand about these Division One offensive linemen is their hands. You don't think about this, but their hands are constantly being broken and busted up. And this guy um, is on a heavy regiment of pharmaceuticals, uh, various forms of opioids, and then, of course, uh, other drugs as you uh, have complications from those opioids that those same companies are, 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 
are preparing for, and they're they're sort of hitting them both ways. Um, but yeah, there's a lot that goes to it, and um, I'm hoping that people aren't too far gone on the opioids to switch to that because it's such a powerful pain reliever. Um, but if you had if you can experiment with CBD, and and there's a lot of um, science out there that will tell you that you can consume up to 1500 milligrams of CBD and some people have incredible effects and uh, reach, their body reaches homeostasis. They, they are uh, well, if you will, and reporting uh, tremendous progress on simply 25 milligrams. So there's a lot of uh, room out there and I hope, I, I think this is an urgent situation. I'm not saying that CBD is a replacement for opioid addiction by any means. There's a lot that needs to happen there. Um, but it, it seems like something that is so urgent and on the hemp side of things should be developing much faster than it is. I agree 100%. And it's so interesting how people are so willing to take those prescriptions, which we're not really sure what's in them. You can read the small print on the 15-page pamphlet that they give you. But you take those prescriptions and something that's a plant, CBD, they're more hesitant to take. And... It's such, it's an epidemic, you know, it really is. This opiate abuse and usage and the, how easily people can get these prescriptions is out of control. And just because marijuana is still listed as a Schedule One drug doesn't make opiate usage right. You know, and I do think it will help with people transition. I've heard the stories and met the people who had been addicted and transitioned out with the use of cannabis. And it's a much safer alternative. In 2015, 33,000 people died from opiate-related overdoses. Now, maybe it's on accident, on purpose, but out of them, 60% had prescriptions. Absolutely. Only 40% were deciding to go get it, you know, off the street illegally, which is where marijuana has operated. So... 33%, 60%, or 33,000, 60% with prescriptions. That's crazy. And zero, 2015, cannabis had zero deaths. Yeah, it's something where people are talking about it. Even the administration is, is talking about it. Everyone, nobody denies it's a problem. What we're lacking right now is action um, and, and waiting on bureaucrats and waiting on political solutions just, just takes a long, long time. Uh, but Stormy, we do need to take a quick break. When we come back, we were rejoined by Stormy Simon, who was the former president of Overstock.com. Don't go away. We'll be right back. Rolling into some sponsors, but we'll be right back with more Blunt Business. Oh, let the marijuana llama tell you something now. About a game for your phone, gonna make you say, wow. The game's about the game of growing cannabis for cash. Grow the seeds, sell the bud, put the savings in the stash. Little by little, your empire grows large. Put the big celebrities inside your entourage. You can choose to play with Snoop or me or Chichin and Chong. Cypress Hill, Willie Nelson, Wiz Khalifa with a bong. The name of the game is Himping, that's the point. Download and play while you light yourself a joint. The business of cannabis should be no crime. Hemp Inc. is even hot-proofed by the man who run high times. Oh, yeah. Get it on Android and I and iOS today. Marijuana Llama out. Got to tend to me on crap, you know. Money don't make itself. Hemp Inc. What do master growers, dispensary owners, extraction artists, and infusion chefs all have in common? They'll all be in Denver, Colorado at NCIA Seed the Sales Show, February 7th and 8th. Don't miss a chance to learn alongside 3,000 of the cannabis industry's best and brightest in three highly focused tracks about cultivation, infused products and extractions, and business strategies and innovation. Network and shop for all of your business needs across 40,000 square feet of Expo 4. NCIA Seed the Sales Show. SeedTheSalesShow.com. The next generation of vaporizers has arrived. Vuber vaporizers are blazing the way with unparalleled technology for oil, concentrate, or dry flower pens. Providing unsurpassed customer service and expert craftsmanship, Vuber vaporizers use cutting-edge technology, providing a power-packed, smoother vapor with a lifetime guarantee. Experience vaporizing the way it was meant to be, the Vuber way. Learning the benefits of proper nutrition, supplementation, and personal development to live a healthy and abundant life. Awaken, adjust, and aspire. High on Healthy. Mondays on demand. Only on CannabisRadio.com. 
I hope you didn't forget about us because we're back with Blunt Business on CannabisRadio.com. Welcome back to Blunt Business. I'm your host, Sean Eubanks of Strainwise Consulting, and we have been talking to Stormy Simon, who was formerly with Overstock.com and most notably was uh, rewarded for writing and producing the iconic Discover the Secret of the Big O campaign, which put Overstock uh, on the map. Stormy, welcome back. Thank you. All right, so we talked. To, we kind of ended that last segment discussing opioids, and, and we could we could absolutely go on and on about that. Let's let's, let's kind of shift gears if we can. You are also um, on the board of directors for High Times. Yeah. Yeah. So how's that? List. Is that fun or what? It's it's fun and it's a real business. You know, I think uh, High Times is uniquely positioned in the cannabis industry. They're a 45-year-old brand. They were just purchased in 2017, I think around March of 2017. So they've just got this new, powerful, excited management. Um, They're really focused on media companies. And so it's a well-known brand. It's a trusted brand. And it's served served a great purpose in educating a, a niche community. You know, it was very targeted for years, and you had to go seek out the information about the plant. And those that did, it was high times. Well, yeah, and high times, you know, has led the way. There are, I had fortunately uh, a couple of segments back had the the uh, David Madalena, who is the CEO of THC Magazine, and you know that magazine he has doesn't exist without time high uh, high times paving the way. Uh, they're such an iconic brand. There was a lot of. Uh, questions as far as when the, when the publication was being sold and how how what was going to happen, but it seems like it is going off without a hitch and and things are moving forward. Um, is there anybody that you've met? I mean, High Times draws everybody in. You've got um, incredible uh, uh, culture icon icons and and uh, on uh, they grace the cover all the time. Is there anybody in particular that you've met that you were like, wow, I can't believe I'm I'm sitting next to this guy talking about marijuana. Well, that was Snoop Dogg, but I met him through Overstock. I did a Snoop Dogg commercial. <laughs> did you really? And yeah, that was an to me that was a that was an iconic commercial. Um, when he went reggae, we did the good good Snoop Dogg the good good song, and mm-hmm. we featured him and his family in the commercial, and then did the music video with them um, for the song. But sitting next to Snoop, uh, smoking a joint, I have to say was. That was some bucket list. I mean, just surreal. <laughs> well, and, and I, and, you know, adventure. No, no offense to Snoop, but I mean, a, a lot hasn't changed. I mean, he had. Uh, we have. We have. We've done some cross promotions with him as well, and um, you know, he's exactly like you think he would be, but very gracious and providing everything is is set up. I mean, he's absolutely a rock star. There's no doubt about that. But I wouldn't say a diva by any means. But absolutely a cannabis smoker. And if you're not ready, if they're if he's in your corporate office, you have to prepare yourself that he's going to light a joint. Yes, you do. <laughs> you really do. It is who he is. And I think that's one of the things that makes him so great is he's not compromising Snoop Dogg for any audience. And I admire him for that and hope to be like that, where it's just non-compromising. But he's he's leading the way with walking into the corporate offices and smoking a joint. Absolutely. Pretty epic for Snoop. For sure, for sure. A lot of people pushing into the industry now, the Mike Tysons of the world, um, he's got an incredible ranch he's looking to develop out in Nevada, um, a lot of things going on, uh, California as well. Um, is there anybody else, if you could if you could just request that someone steps into this industry, I know we talked earlier about the how beautiful it is that, they're, that it's slowing down in the way that um, smaller businesses have a chance to push in here, but I'm of the mind that change is great. It's something you must embrace, and having the industry grow a certain way, ultimately these big brands will come in and and they will do some damage. If you know Costco of weed comes in, obviously that's going to be that's going to drive prices down, um, but it's ultimately good for the consumer. But for you, you you've you know you got to know you you got the Mark Cubans of the world, Warren Buffett, and those guys are saying absolutely not, no way in cannabis. What I don't like, here's what I don't like is the secret investing in the industry when you're publicly decrying it and you're saying, oh, no, 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 that's not good. Um, I can pick 
politicians in Ohio. I can pick politicians in Kentucky who are decidedly anti-cannabis yet investing heavily in the industry. And that, to me, is a little bit of a disappointment. I understand the conservative politics and, and not wanting to intertwine businesses. And I absolutely understand the federal liability, right? I mean, you don't want someone digging into your sports business just because you have a, a little cannabis, right? It, it, it sort of opens up that mm-hmm. door. I understand that. People don't want that sort of overreach, if you will. But I would love for them to co- sort of come out of the closet on that and and have these politicians be proud of their hemp investments and other uh, as well. But I think if we had a big person like a Mark Cuban step into the arena, especially along the CBD side of things, the things that that you know, I mean, CBD can help at least 70% of the people who take it. It's not going to work for everybody and certainly uh, probably won't help with autism, things like that. Uh, but um, it seems like it would be, I would love to see a guy like Mark Cuban step in. It would be great. But I'm with you on the fact that it bothers me when folks are investing or, you know, participating and then it's a secret and banning it around the dinner table. Of course, that's bothersome, but they're totally driven by money and election, those politicians that are doing that. And I have to tell the story. When I first decided to step into cannabis, business partners that I had had and people I had worked with, just even though they're accepting of the plant, they were very much in a state of, that's absolutely crazy. It's so illegal. That's crazy. I didn't have that mindset. So I found it interesting that people in my very close circle did. I had no idea that's how they felt about it because um, I know that they buy it in the black market. I know this. So um, I didn't have that idea or stigma in my head. And I'll take people like Mark Cuban to learn about the plant, get educated on the CBD, and understand why we're fighting for a medicine. We're not fighting to get high. The prohibition for alcohol, you know, what were we fighting for, to get drunk? We're fighting to get drunk. This isn't about fighting to get high. This is about fighting for a a scientifically proving medicine that can make a difference in our lives. It's fighting for a medicine, and that's a different fight. So it's disappointing that people are still caught up in the fact that it gets you high, because that's, you know, I think it's a, you know, could be a benefit of all of the other things it does too. But that's what they need to get over. So it's, so it's very stigma related. The fear of putting yourself out there. Trust me, I know you take some punches. I've got people I used to talk to that I don't get to talk to anymore. You know, so I have that. I have people, all kinds of things. There's definitely a backlash and a butterfly effect. But, you know, sometimes you just got to do it anyway. Well, well said. And, and again, I, I do want to thank you for for crossing over. And it's interesting. And we don't, we don't talk about it much, but I, I love that you brought this up is that the the outright rejection from family members and from former business associates. I've had a similar situation where people are asking me, why did why I, I don't my, my background is not as it pales in comparison to yours and what you've accomplished. But I've done some things in the business world and I've had people come to me and go, really you did all that work and had all that success in the other industries and now you're in cannabis and they they're they're almost disappointed and i don't i don't want to laugh at them but um for us we have to have pretty thick skin and and confidence in it and say you know what worst case scenario if this doesn't work work out um there's enough about this plant and there's enough about this industry that draws you in to say, hey, if it doesn't go exactly like I planned, which very few things in life go exactly like we planned, but if <laughs> yeah. it doesn't work out for me, I'm okay with that. Are you are you in that same boat, Stormy? Well, yes, but I do believe that, you know, our success led us to the same exact moment today, which I think is a great story. So we started the same starting point or the starting line for cannabis. We're in the same fight. And we are kind of underdogs right now, even though acceptance is coming in. Everybody who's fighting for it is somewhat of an underdog. Um, I do feel like if, if it, it's going to work out, to me, it not working out isn't an option. It, this plant is going to rough start a revolution for medicine. I do believe that. Plant-based medicine, this is just the beginning. And it will work out. So to me, not working now, will it work out for me? I just want to see it through. So I haven't attached money or anything to what that means is my benefit 
but I do know as a benefit for us all, this baby's going, and I want to be a part of it. So it'll work out. I, I think all of us that have raised our hands and stepped in, despite, you know, where the wave was, you know, it will work out for us. We were doing it. It's happening. It's the movement. So congratulations to you for stepping in and making it part of the movement. Well, thank you, Stormy. And here's the deal. If more people like you step into this industry, you're valuable on on an entirely different plane because you understand how politics work and things like that. I'll give you a quick example. Most people in the industry are outraged, right? I can't believe Jeff Sessions has said this and said that and, and doing all this. And with our firm, we're a consulting firm, publicly traded, and we are dealing with lobbyists and politicians on a daily basis. And I have an appreciation for, for lack of a better description, the game, how it works. And you, and you understand that certain industries have financial interest to make sure cannabis is illegal, you pull the emotion out of it and people with your background and your accomplishments and your business acumen can just make the most level-headed decision. Sure, that's, there's, there's absolute room for outrage and disappointment, but, but the, we need people like you to come in and just and take the steps that need to happen with the political connections and say, look, this is how the game is played and this is how you move it forward. Um, because the outrage, I think, uh, doesn't... Um, it, it, it gives the other side, the anti-cannabis folks, um, an argument for see, see, it's out of control. They're not, they're not normal. They're not regular people. They're, you know, they're, they're um, not people who go to work every day and, and contribute to society, right? It, it kind of feeds that uh, argument that's based in ignorance. But someone like you coming in, you, you're going to create a path board and, and your groups that you're on, you're already on a, a lot of boards. And, and I think that your presence is going to be felt and it's going to attract a lot more smart people into the industry. Well, I hope so. And it's definitely, you know, people like me, I wouldn't have even felt uh, empowered enough to join without all the people before me you know, making that first step a pretty solid foundation or at least good enough to step into. Um, But there is reason to be angered. There are people working against us. There's all sorts of money involved that has to be unraveled. And then there's big pharma and they're just getting ready. They're preparing for this. That's why when I said about the federal legalization, we have a moment to get our arms around as much as we can of this because all of that big business is coming. And you do have to play the game. I hope it stays passionate. I hope people like us that are passionate about it and stepped forward early um, get to participate when all of the other things happen. And I hope that our voice and our management style and the way that we interact with people remains the same and it doesn't become um, a bureaucratic business room with white-haired men. And For that's sure. our moment. That's what we have the opportunity to get our arms around before the white-haired you know, Oval Office with men, white-haired men in the Oval Office, which is all of them, uh, get their hands involved. And that's a terrible thing to say, but it is, you know, bluntly the structure of how it works when you move farther and farther up the chain. That's what you're going to run into. So it's oh. important that this society gathers around and makes this movement together. Well said. And, and I think also, and I don't know if, if people consider this, but you have to have an alternative solution. And what I mean by that is when you have states like Colorado that are seeing a 15% decrease in beer sales, alcohol sales in bad times, good times, everybody likes alcohol. Now you've got these, these recreational illegal states and alcohol is is taking a big hit. So they're like, okay, do I want to lose 15% of my market share? Do I want to put, you know, 0.0001% of my profits towards lobbying and slowing this down? So understanding um, just the business aspect of it, I, I definitely hear the the um, you know the gray-haired white men argument for sure, but also remove the emotion out of it and say, listen, what what other industries do I need to align myself with? And and I'll and I'll say that it's interesting because you got Constellation brands moving in, you got big tobacco now moving in silently. They sort of are, are embracing it. They're trying to move in. Um, you got tobacco 
uh, companies that are that are readying for cannabis legalization. Um, but you know, it, it in some ways it's like we've got to invite them in to replace the lost revenue, and that's only for alcohol and tobacco. You've got uh, the criminal justice system. When you look at prisons, it's it's frightening and very disappointing to look at the privatization of prisons and understand wow they're just a they're a customer that how do we get from criminal to customer but but looking at those situations and and how do you fill those voids and the way to do it stormy is like we've done in colorado is fill their coffers full of more money than the other people are filling it with well the whole system's broken isn't it i mean it just goes to show that those in charge of making decisions don't necessarily make the decision that's good for everybody, but they make the decision that's best for them. And it, it is a problem. And hopefully, you know, the next generation will start addressing it. But, you know, how do you get out of that? I'm not sure you can. You're eventually going to get caught up in the cyclone. Um, it's almost a necessary evil, but you can buck the system all the way there. You can try your best. You can make a small change. But, yeah, I think the whole, you know, lobbying and government system and the way that we get laws passed is very bureaucratic and it's it's tangled up for all the wrong reasons absolutely well said stormy well we are out of time i want to thank you so much for stopping by the show and i want to again thank you so much for what you're doing for the industry thank you for braving these seas with us and getting involved in something um that's uneasy and and uh someone like you with your background and your history could probably do anything that she wants to in the country in any industry and you've chosen this one and, and i want to tell you on behalf of our listeners that we are all very grateful to have you that may be the kindest thing anyone's ever said to me. Thank you so much for welcoming me, and thank you for being a part of this industry, too. Um, well, thank you very much. It was a pleasure. And thank you. Oh, absolutely. Thank you so much, Stormy. And thank you all for joining us for this edition of Blunt Business. You can download episodes of our program by going to CannabisRadio.com, BluntBusinessRadio.com, or subscribing to the show on iTunes, Stitcher, and now iHeartRadio. If you like what you've heard, but you're unsure of how to get in this industry, or if you need help with your existing cannabis business, please feel free to send me an email at subanks at strainwise.com. Thank you all again for joining us and tuning in, and have an outstanding rest of your week. The opinions expressed on this CannabisRadio.com program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of the staff and management of CannabisRadio.com. Any rebroadcast or redistribution without proper consent of CannabisRadio.com is prohibited. Save big money at Menards. Let the fresh air in and keep the bugs out with replacement screen for your doors and windows from AdForce. It's easy to install, durable against the elements, and comes in a variety of types to suit your needs. Repair your screens today with a roll of replacement screen on sale through May 5th. And check out more great deals happening now in our weekly flyer on Menards.com. Save big money at when you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.